three and two and. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Mm. Here we are. I feel like I'm a guest. <laughs> hi, 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 Casey. Everybody, welcome, yeah. Casey. It's good to have you back, man. Yeah, it's good to be back. Climbing trees, looking slim, looking like a young Casey. Yeah, it's all trials and tribs, my dude. Trials and tribs. You should get make a T-shirt for trying, that. I'm trying not to trip. I think it's in the Bible. It says, "Trip not, for I am with you." Right? Is that it? If you're gonna that's trip, the, trip unto the Lord. That's the, that's the message. <laughs> trip not, son. We got yeah. we got JV here. I he was hasn't. actually just doing a thing right now saying how long I could go without saying something. Yeah, well, I just, it was weird. I, I, was it? I just was took over the intro. So no, that that's was, totally fine. It's okay. I was, I was literally thinking, I'm going to see how long I can stay silent. I mean, you, you guys were doing a good job. Yeah. You well, guys are actually doing really well. Thanks for, thanks, for doing that. <laughs> son, you've done well. You did good, son. You, you did, did dad good. You did good. good. Wow. Hey, welcome come back. Welcome come back. Kid. Welcome come back. here, kids. All right, get away from me. You bother me. Get out of here. Get out of here. You bother me. Go talk to your mom. Here's a quarter. Go pack my cat. I don't know if you heard, pack but I don't shine shoes anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good uh, okay. Good well, this is it. Yeah. Hey, well, have, our guest to today it. is Casey Tavares. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Back from the dead. Ba- well, hey, yeah. give it. drop that one-liner for me. Uh, there's a difference between resuscitation and resurrection, and the difference is is the amount of time spent dead. <laughs> Good so, God! Just what I'm learning in my life is just. Did you see Chris's face? Yeah, yeah. that was it's, deep. It's um. And I asked, where did you hear that? Right, the yeah. Bible. Who told you that? The, the Lord. He spoke to you. Yeah, that's so, not in the scripture. What did he say? So in yeah. a way, the Lord casted pods so, unto you. Yeah, no, and that was a really deep word, actually. I mean, you know, I, I think Dang. that applies to a lot of. Um, there's a process, you know what I mean, that everybody goes through. There's always seasons and things like that and like letting things die. Um, and sometimes I think that we offer it to the Lord. And as the process of death at the crucifixion starts happening, uh, we shy away from letting it, you know, have its have its complete, take its complete toll. You right. know what I mean? And so, and then we, re- we revive it. It's resuscitated. And so that old thing is still living. We didn't go through the process and see it dead all the way through. Dang. You know what I mean? And um, in a lot of areas in our life, you know what I mean? And so it's just kind of control, you know, like, oh, well, you know how you give it to the Lord and then you don't really give it to him. You're right. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Just kidding. You, you Indian give the Lord, you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> and uh, give the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he doesn't really, like that. that really deep, no, he, doesn't. he does not like that well, at all. Yeah. And it was, I don't know. It was a good word. You know, and we can word. say that, that because he created Indians and he gave them free will to give and then take back. He did. I'm just justifying our use of what some might consider <laughs> as, a derogatory as like slang. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Oh. Ain't nobody no. ever gonna do that. Ain't nobody gonna do that. Ain't nobody, nobody got time that. for that. Hey, but so I had a kind of a fun little way that I thought we can start this podcast off. Um, last night, you and me recorded a quick little bonus episode for our Naked patrons. Naked Twister. Naked Twister on the table, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I lose. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Put what on what circle? <laughs> okay, we're getting okay, out there. Okay, yeah, we're going out there. Okay. So we have both lived with Jason. You and me have both at one point in our life have lived with Jason. And actually, several times in my life. We, <laughs> back in Houston. Times in my life, so, In Houston, we lived together. Yeah. And then in, in your little uh, man apartment, we lived, I lived there too. And I know- Did you, you call li- it a man apartment? Man apartment, yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, that's freaking legit. So, Man so Tucker. I thought it would on be an apartment on Mantucket Island. I thought it would be in light of in light of our conversation <laughs> on our patron episode last night. We talked about some of our favorite Chris and Jason moments uh, that we've kind of had. Where was I at? You were. Internet, you, you internet, had internet remember? trouble. Oh, dude, yeah, that was hey, don't last play night. around, dude. They'll shut your stuff off like instantly. <laughs> yeah. Boom, thirty seconds late, How it's off. Like no yeah. more internet for you, sir. So, so Casey, what was your one of your funnest, funniest, most favorite funnest. moments of living with Jason? I don't know. I was high all the time. That so that was it. I'm just kidding. What do you remember? Uh, <laughs> I am the yeah. Lord. Yeah, let's just talk about what you remember from that Dude, time. That'll be I remember when we binged on Sons of Anarchy. Dude, the first bro. three seasons. Of Dude, Sons, bro. Sons of Anarchy. Homie, we Dog. were like it one was like, more. It'd be like two o'clock in the morning. It's you're like, like eyes are like you're I gotta, fighting. I gotta, to keep I gotta them get open. up at seven, but we can we can do. Well, I got one more in me. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I didn't. I wasn't very creative in creative meetings most mornings because you know you were binge watching. Sons I was of Anarchy. binge watching Sons of Anarchy. It really inhibited my. <laughs> ability to name a sermon series that which would bring people through the doors because your your mind was full of sin and it death was full and of bikes and it was exhaust of, fumes and it was it was anarchy and uh you know the lord he's the lord of chaos not of anarchy i mean the lord of order not of chaos and anarchy right. so mm, you know right. we just yeah anyways hey i want to throw a shout out to my buddy victor he just hit me up on facebook Young victor. um he just got out just got out of the the big house what happened i don't know i, lo- I can't really you lost? Well, I mean, Whoa, I can't check. Really Uh-oh, hold on a second. I can oh, hear. Oh, no, we're good. Yeah, I can hear. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah, but check. I just... Oh, I'm just for a second? hearing myself. You're, yourself? Yeah, it's about me. I can hear you. Is yeah, I that, can hear everyone else. Okay. That's good. Can you mess? maybe mess with your no, cable? No? Are, can good. you hear me now? Whatever. Can you hear me now? Uh, no, I can hear you guys. It just might... But you can't hear yourself. came down a little bit in my earphones. Interesting. It's weird. Well, I can hear myself. It's just the level's super low. It doesn't matter. Oh. Okay. I don't need to so, hear the sound of my So voice. Sons of Anarchy for you. Sand? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I, let me, kind of I'll kick you up too. a bit. If you're going to laugh loud, maybe back up off the mic so you can breathe. Chocolate rain. Okay. <laughs> he hates that. He doesn't know that, really. Sons of he Anarchy in the middle of the night, yeah. I think one of my favorite... Well, let me just tell you real quick, though. I was I was pastoring a campus of a church at that time in my life, and I was oh. binge-watching Sons of Anarchy. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think every pastor watches that show. So, where do you think they get sermon illustrations from? Yeah, Netflix, son. Netflix, yo. Yeah. you remember that Babylon B pure pure flix pure flix. Remember that Babylon B article? It's like pastor spends time with children for sermon <laughs> illustration. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Dang, it's freaking hilarious. Where's Johnny? I need oh, to hang out with him. I, I need a sermon illustration. I need a sermon illustration. Oh, okay. So my son, he had a bag of marbles and he lost two of them. And you know, just the Lord really showed me in that time. And then I remembered the parable of, of the lost marbles. coin. You can lose your marbles. And, but, uh, and, then, and then Peter said, fish better have my money. Yeah, he oh did. Oh, boy. This Man, my we, are, we are all over the place today. Dude, we can be all over. Hey, listen here. Let me just tell you something. Let you, you listen right here right quick, young boy. I don't know what you're doing. So this actually okay. le- this actually leads into our past the salt situation. Wait, I didn't get to share my favorite moment of well, living with you. Well, hold on. Okay. You can tell Forget it after, because right. that was my segue. Go for it. All right. So, we have uh, recommendations um, that happen through Facebook. And so, number one, you can always email us at saltydogspodcast at gmail.com. And you can just let us know that you're listening to the show. Tell us what you like about it. You can go to our website, saltydogspodcast.com, and you can message us there. We also have a phone number. 
um, you guys can text us. And so text 316-513-2313. And you can call that and leave a voicemail or you can text us and let us know what's happening. Let us know your favorite episode. Let us know what you're learning. But another way people started reaching out and letting us know that they're listening and what they like about the podcast is Facebook. And so people are actually going on and leaving recommendations and ratings on Facebook. And so um, speaking of being all over the place and doing the whole banter situation, people like that stuff. Not everybody, but some people. And specifically, Miss Ellen Rose on Facebook says, I love their passion for exploring God's word and encouraging others. I love that they challenge me in my thinking when I listen to them. The depth of their top, the depths of their topics, also keeps it interesting. I also enjoy the banter that inevitably occurs during the podcast. Mm. Ellen, we appreciate that you appreciate you know the banter. How your name becomes you? you yes, know, or you like, be, yeah, you, right. you become what you're named. Right? Yeah, Ellen Rose. The rosiest of cheeks. Ellen, rosiest of cheeks. Yes. You are what you wear, and you wear them. Yeah. And behold. Who gave those to you? In the day of King Uzziah, I saw the skies peel back and the cheeks of the Lord (laughs) (laughs) fell upon the earth and landed upon one named Ellen. Oh, And they were the rosiest in all of the land. Yeah. And to this day... Mm. All people shall call her blessed. Yes. Paragraph. Blessed. Paragraph two, verse six. <laughs> blessed. Starting now. <laughs> That's right. Oh goodness gracious! Uh, yeah, but for for sure the banter that inevitably occurs. That's good. That's so, cool. I like sure. it. That's good stuff. So yeah. Anyways. Mm. So now back to your. You, we can we can take it back. Yeah. So what was your favorite there time? was one time I think when you and your wife before you guys got married, um, she had brought over a pad thai pizza. I think and pad thai pad thai pad thai pad thai pizza. She had brought over a pad thai pizza and we ate most of it. We made a couple different pizzas. That was one of them, and we left that pizza out um, all night. And I woke up the next day and I ate it. Ate it. How'd that? And I think you did too. Yeah, I think we both ate like we just left the pizza out and ate it. Night old pizza, night old pizza. Uh, but it's fun. It was fun. We that's watched your, a lot of movies. That's your favorite. That's memory. one of my most <laughs> yes, coveted. With Jason, one yeah. of your most coveted. Waking up, but also the third week I lived here, second week I lived here, we were over at your house watching a movie, and the tornado siren started going off, and we oh, had to evacuate to Christine's house. We and did. Do you remember was, how fast I was driving? Oh my gosh, it was terrifying. And I just wanted to hide in a tub. Well, let me just... I was, t- it, that, was, that was the tornado that like wiped out half of Oaklawn or something. Tub me. Yeah, it was, it was sketch, man. It was God's punishment on Oaklawn. <laughs> Dude, oh, God. so seriously, we're, we're on the freeway, and I'm looking south, and all I see is like darkness and like green and like lightning flashes. It was bad. It was, it was eminence, evil eminence, and... Anyways, it was really scary, and then we like hung out in Kim's basement with Christine and watched the news, and that's what we did. I thought, I mean, I didn't know what I thought was, going and that happen. was like your first summer in Kansas. Wasn't that was it? my th- within my first month. Yeah, Gotta that watch happened out for there. Them naders, boy. Them naders. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! It was scary for sure. That was not a favorite memory, but yep. that was something that happened. That was very <clears throat> memorable. Okay. <clears throat> Great. Well, yeah, speaking of, we did uh, record a bonus episode on our Patreon account, and so uh, we aren't trying to produce content so that more people will jump on board. We're trying to make it uh, valuable for those who have already started giving, 
And so we appreciate people financially supporting the podcast. I thought we were trying to become rich from this Right. Patreon.com slash Salty Dogs Podcast. And, uh, you know, you can... We'll we'll send you a Salty Dogs podcast sticker if you give $1,000 a month or more. Wow. So that's the promise. The sticker's really worth 50 cents. Count so. the cost, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Is it worth it? I know. You just got to count the cost on that one. I mean, really. Just kidding. When you join as a patron, we send you some sweet swag. Stop sweet swag. saying that word, man. Swag? I hate What do you want me to say? And I hate merch, too. Yeah, we, we've talked about merch before. Over here at our merch table. It's like, <laughs> dude, shut up, man. Stop saying that word. <laughs> What do you are you okay with merchandise table? We have a table over here with merchandise. Like you okay merch with that? and dice? No, no. A game, <laughs> game of craps for the shirt right now. Let's throw it out, boy. Get, get it. Throw it against the wall. Oh, that's right. Bang boom pow. That's right. My wife's gonna be pissed. About what? <laughs> I lost my shirt and craps again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this episode, uh, Salty Dogs Podcast, season three, episode ten. Uh, we're more than half. We've crossed the threshold of halfway through the season, boys. And so today we're going to be talking about something here. along the lines of how to interact or how to continue in relationship. How about how to continue in peaceful and loving existence with those who believe differently than you do? I mean, that's a great title. It's really long. But it's it, long. it describes it, yeah. Yeah, all you have to do really is, all, is put one of those coexist stickers on the back of your car. That's right. it. That's really Sets, all it well, is. What is it? Just let everybody know, everybody else know that you accept them for who they are. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just you know, really just coexist. So I threw Together. out this. I threw Episode out this. Done. Yeah, I threw Dunskies. out this topic because it just, man, I just feel like everywhere I look um, uh, on social media, not even in social media, but just conversations that are happening between people, everyone's uh, mad about something. They have this. They have something that's just really upset them, and a lot of times it's because it's some sort of differing view that they have, whether it's political, religious faith-based. I mean, it's anything, a food diet-based, like everything is polarizing right now. And so, you know, when I first started thinking about this topic, I was like, oh yeah, I mean, this would be great to do an episode on Christians and how they can stay in relationship with other people who believe differently than them that aren't Christians. But just as, as time goes on and as tensions rise on social media land and as, uh, and as I continue to have conversations with even other Christians, it, it's just become really noticeable to me that it's really hard for people to to take their beliefs and someone else's beliefs and if they are different than what they believe to remain in a peaceful in peaceful relationship with them it's almost like they don't want to be tainted by their beliefs and so it's like i got to cut this relationship off or i have to defend my view or i have to take a really hard stance um and and i'm not even talking about like christians and people who aren't christians i'm talking about christians and christians and so the, these different beliefs and denominations and methodologies and just all of this stuff theology um and so there's all of these hard lines being drawn in the sand about stuff and it's almost like we've lost the, the church has lost its ability to remain in relationship because of all of these lines that are being drawn in the, in the sand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the only hard line drawn in the sand that matters is when Jesus said, you know, does nobody judge you? You know what I mean? And I think that that's our problem. I think it's a judgment issue. Um, and uh, I mean, even in the context, like you said, of Christians and Christians, you know, but as we're moving into, as we keep moving into, you know, this 
crazy season like after i mean honestly we can i'm not being political but like this all started after trump got elected right i mean essentially or i had seen i'm just talking about divisiveness as an as a nation well it really escalated at that point right and so it just kind of see it trickling down into everybody's life well oh it's my turn to be offended now and uh, i don't know i think we it's like it's a lack of acceptance man and i think we're scared um, of people that have differing opinions, you know what I mean? And, and, and so it's easy to just cut people out of your life. You know what I mean? It's easy. It's easier to, to tuck tail and run and go to your comfort zone rather, rather than to be, you know, to continue on in in a loving relationship with somebody or, you know what I mean? Or to, or to bear one another's burdens, right? you know, and, uh, it's unfortunate that, that relationships like that get strained because of, I don't know. And it, it, but it's also like, if you think about it, it's also like sometimes, um, a maturity issue. Right. Like, and I'm not, and you, cause there's differing, there's differing levels, you know, people that are younger Christians and then people that are a little bit older in, in, in the faith, you know, and I think sometimes we can, we can look down on people like that as well. And just kind of, I don't know, man, but I think, I think it's a lack of love and I think it's judgment, man. Honestly. Yeah. You brought up a really big word fear. And I think that, that, that does play a role in some of this is fear. Like, well, what happens if if I let if I allow this person to continue to believe this thing without me saying something that I feel strongly about? Like, are there eternal consequences to this? Are there relational consequences to this with Jesus? Now, this is probably getting more along the lines of like theological things. Like, if I hold this belief that when the scriptures say this, it means this, and someone else interprets something else, like I think there's a fear in people that they go like, "Oh man, I have a responsibility to say something." Yeah, I have a responsibility, oh, right? Like to a, correct a, them. A, a God-given one. You know what's interesting, though? I I heard on a podcast today from a person who used to be a believer and is no longer a believer um, that they said this— Did you state, try correcting him? <laughs> it was a she. Oh, her. Um, so biblically, I was <laughs> womp, womp. I was positionally able to correct her since she's a female and I'm a, I'm a man. There you so. go. Totally just kidding. Totally kidding. I wonder how many nope. radios just I know, stop right, right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Turn it off. Okay, bye. Totally Did kidding. Said? Did you hear him? Um, so she said, just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> and how true is that statement? Because a lot of people believe a lot of things that aren't true. And so then you get into this whole like subjective and objective truth situation. But um, I... You know, I, I I don't know if it's fe- it, maybe it's fear in some situations, but you know when you feel the need to jump in and correct somebody and spend hours and time and energy and emotions because tell, I'll tell you I have I have become emotionally spent being on Facebook going back and forth with somebody on some point of Dude. contention, right? Yeah, and you get so involved in it, and then I'm just like I don't want to feel this way. This is stupid. Like I don't want to. I don't know if it's that. I don't want to care that much. Um, but you know, it, sometimes it just seems like it takes so much out of you to, because you're just going back and forth and nothing's going to change. Right. And so anyways, basically what I'm trying to get at is we all, we all believe something different. And let me tell you, like, it's going to be rare that you're going to find someone who believes 100% exactly what you do on all, on all fronts. Right. Um, we're all going to have differing views, different opinions. We all have different experiences. I mean, here's the thing, like we serve the God of the universe and we see what's written in scripture about him, but we all experience him in a different way. It may line up with what we've seen other people experience, but 
my experience is different than your experience, right? And so right. I'm I'm creating different theologies and doctrines and creating different truths about who God is to me um, based on my experience and my understanding of him and where I'm at in my journey. And so everybody is at a different place in their journey. And some people, for some reason, just feel the ne- the necessity to when they see someone who's at a different place than they are to jump in for some reason right. and, and take their experience, their opinion, their understanding of truth, what they believe, and then maybe try and correct or whatever it is. And I think a lot of people do it out of love. Yeah. They think they're doing it out right. of love. Right. right. And, uh, and I dude, I, I've been guilty of that, man. Uh, on more than one occasion, do you know what I mean? Cause I ha- I do have a tendency to, you know, just, use my spiritual gifting, but use it in the wrong way. You know what I mean? And, and it doesn't offer anything, but the spiritual gift of debate. No, just like (laughs) words of, you know, words of knowledge and prophecy and things like that. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, yeah. And what, you know, our beliefs, you know, the, what people believe it also, you know, it translates into, into, into how they act and interact in this world and with other people. You know what I mean? You're right, dude, we are, all different, you know, and so no one's going to be the exact same, you know, right. and, uh, and it is when we're lording it over other people, man, or, or like what, what you're talking about, like even, even like feeling like you have to correct somebody, like, why do I, right. why do I feel the necessity to correct somebody? You know what I mean? And I mean, obviously if, if like, I'm not talking about like, oh, if a brother's in sin, you know what I mean? Or whatever. And you mm-hmm, go, mm-hmm. you talk to him to correct him. I'm talking about like, you know, what, what they're believing in. It just, it's a different, we're all on different journeys. You're right. Different right. paths. Although, yeah. although, and this is interesting because Jesus is the way, right? But that right. way and his, and his, his interaction in other people's private lives, even though it's different, it's the same path. Right. It's just a different, right. you know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Right. And, and it's interesting because I mean. Truth is a person, right? Truth isn't truth isn't knowledge. I don't think truth is a person, right? I mean, you can know that person, and you, well, I mean, Jesus says you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But Jesus is the truth, and He says, "I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life." And so, if we think that we have a grasp on some sort of um, knowledge-based, understanding-based concept, and that we think that concept is truth, I think we've essentially mischaracterized truth. Like Jesus is the truth. And Jesus said, I'll send you the spirit. I'm going to tell you everything. I'm going to teach you my ways. I'm going to remind you of these things. I'm, right. I'm only, he's only going to speak what the father speaks and I only do what I see the father do. And I'm going to lead you and guide you in all truth. So the truth is a person, right? Like, yeah. And so and maybe, it, and maybe that truth that was spoken to you, you know what I mean? Or what that was revealed to you wasn't really meant to be shared. Maybe that was just for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think oftentimes like whenever we get a word from God, we always want to share it. Right. And, right. And uh, I think sometimes we need to take a step back and say, man, maybe that word, maybe that was just something personal for me. You right. know what I mean? And then here I am taking all of my subjective experiences and even the truths that are truth, you know, and, and putting it to other people and, you know, trying to, it, it, that's the, you know, the cookie cutter mindset, right? Like everybody's mm-hmm. got to be like me. I, I'm, you know, and right. me, 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 and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I'm the only thing that matters and yeah. it's selfishness and, you know, I, I don't know. I, well, 
you know, I think when we start to get into the conversation of theology and doctrine. That, and, I, and, and that's probably the biggest thing that I think people really start to lose their mind about is like... Oh, for sure. Like, like well, the scriptures well, say this, or the Bible says this, you know, like, this is what is written, and right. you're reading and interpreting this in a completely different way than right. I'm reading and interpreting right. this. Right, because well, it's in different places, though, man. Because I know, I know one scripture, that same scripture has meant something different to me in different parts of my life. You know what I mean? Right. It's, and uh, it, I don't think it's that concrete. I think it's a, it's a truth that can be applied in different situations, and, and it means something different to other people at different times. For sure. Right? Based on the journey. Right. And uh, so said, so, well, you're in, you're misinterpreting. Well, maybe they're just in a different place right now and that it means something different to them than it does to you. And that's OK. Yeah, you know, that's OK. Yeah. But then somebody would probably come back and argue and say, well, actually, the scripture can only mean one thing because there's an absolute truth that scripture is trying to like this scripture that you read that meant something different to you five years ago that means something different now. It means that before you didn't do your proper diligence in exegeting the scripture for sure, doing the historical research to understand what was happening in the context and the culture, who the author was and what he was trying to get across and how it related to them at that point in time. And then how it relates to you, you just didn't do the work. And so you had a different understanding of what it means. So then that brings up the question, well, can one piece of scripture mean something different to somebody else, but it still be truth? Well, but I mean, I think you even got to go. So a lot of the people that decide, I mean, and there's a person, there's a, there's a, uh, a what would you call it, like an arch, archetype, like a, a person sure. that kind of fits that bill, and it's a person that has normally had, uh, the, uh, they've taken theology classes or they've read systematic theology books and blah blah blah, and this like they've become educated in some sense, and so they, but even even that, like it's it's. Who are you? Who are you, who's your teacher? Is it Paul? Is it Peter? Is it like? It, and it's the same thing with like your professor. Like whoever your professor is is going to be pushing their interpretation and their beliefs of right. what that scripture says versus just the 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 seminary down the road or the seminary across the state line. They're going to have that professor is going to be pushing what he believes. You know what I mean? Like, and so even then, like, even if you go and get this training and and you're you're trying to learn and you're trying to learn the right thing, like. It still, it still is going to be heavily influenced by man and by someone's belief. Right. right. And so, it, well, but that's that's the type, the people that want to get really defensive sure. about things like that. The statement I want to make concerning doctrine and theology is that most people believe, and I, I, I don't know, I, I have a hard time with some of these statements sometimes, how to phrase them properly, but... Most will consider sound, if, if you use the phrase sound doctrine and you use the phrase proper theology, there's, they draw a, a very prominent line in the sand, whether or not you're, you are either right or you are wrong because there's only one right doctrine and there's only one right theology. And it's all, it all comes based on it all comes based on the Bible and what the Bible says. And the crazy thing is that those people aren't even willing to acknowledge that there are hundreds of people that take that exact same stance that there is only one, yet their one differs slightly. There's no way that they all line up. Right. I mean, it, there, well, there, there isn't. I, I mean, mean, even if is... you just take into the divide between egalitarianism and complementarianism, right. like you take that, it's divided. 
Right, right and, down the middle. Right down the middle. Yeah, like, it, and, and one side thinks the other's wrong, and the one side thinks they're right. And there's scriptural backing and evidence for both. And they spend a lot of time trying to prove the other wrong. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's just really interesting. I just want to make this statement that my understanding, and obviously, you know, <laughs> whatever that means to you at this point in time, based on, you know, given this current conversation, my understanding of when Paul is saying, Teach is teach what is in accordance with sound doctrine. Paul, the majority of the time, and I even think all of the time, whenever he was correcting beliefs within the, within the body, specifically, well, within the Jews and the Gentiles, it typically had to do with um, how culture was mixing their belief with Christ. And he was saying, it's not Christ and Judaism. It's not Christ and the law. It's not Christ and continuing to worship and sacrifice the way you used to. It's not Christ and continuing to worship that worship that pagan goddess. It's Christ. And, and so anytime it. he was bringing correction to the body, it was concerning the doctrine around the work and the person of Jesus Christ, the nature of salvation. And it rarely, like he did bring some correction in churches and he did have opinions, <laughs> right? And to, but what's interesting Concerning though, some of these other um, divisive topics yeah, that we like bring that. up. But his primary... His primary correction came around the doctrine of Jesus. And so this always com- brings, comes back to like, you know, I know and love Jesus and believe I'm saved. You know and love and Jesus believe you're saved. Maybe I'm complementarian. Maybe you're egalitarian. But for some reason, Jesus isn't enough to unify on. I need you to be- right. have Jesus and complementarianism. I saw it on a website of a church here in town. I went and looked it up. And, uh, I mean, obviously that like it was for a job application and I wasn't actually looking for a job at a church. I was just thinking, I wonder what their application says. And it says you must be complementarian. Wow. And so in order to even work for the church, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But anyways, they're like, you have to be this. You have to believe the way that you we have believe. to believe that we believe you have to, you have to ascribe and sign off on this statement of faith and you have to be complimentary. Bro, and you know the crazy thing is, is that there, how many people lie on those things? And like, well, right. I'd like, well, this sounds great. Like, I'm just going to yeah. lie and I'm going to hey, do Hey, you this love or- Jesus. I love Jesus. Man, we're brothers in Christ. The spirit of God unifies us. We are all the body. But if you want to come alongside XYZ Church and you want to partner in ministry and become a member and you want to serve on our staff, you have to believe in Jesus and this and this and this and yeah. this. And we've made it Jesus and. Dang. Right. Well, and, and I think one of the things that gets, you know, we had a conversation with uh, with Joe last night, Joe Klassen, and he, uh, Joe you know, Klassen? we're going to have him and Kyle Walker um, on Kyle later Walker? this season. It's going to be real cool. Hopefully they're even going to come into town. Um, that That's the plan at least. So, uh, but he, you know, he mentioned, you know, something to where he had someone here recently um, approach him about something that he said online and want to set up a meeting. And just this last week I had, you know, I had someone close to me in my life send me an hour and a half teaching, um, I guess trying to correct my way of thinking. Or sway you. Or, or to sway me. proper and, truth. And, 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 you know, I know this was done in love, but the, this person cares about me. And, and you know, I was texting back and forth with them, and they were dancing around, I guess, really wanting to just say, hey, here, like... I have an issue with this is what you said online. Let me send you this message, and I hope God speaks to you in this because I believe that some view that you hold isn't right. And so, like, what what I want to get to now is like, what is that thing? Like, what is that thing that 
that causes people to go ahead and and feel like they have to take some sort of stand and like we we I have to jump in and I have to save you from this thought process or this belief that you have and and if it goes south I'm just going to withdraw myself from your life. Let me do, I, feel free to take let me, it. Let me ask way. you yeah, let me ask you the question. Because I'm telling you I really think it comes from people are thinking that based on what they believe that they are doing the loving thing to their brother. Those I'm t- those people don't have I don't think they have evil hearts. I don't think they're coming at it from a place of like right. it, it it's not ill will, certainly not. They are saying, "You know what? I really love Chris. I really like him. He said this. It really worried me. It did something to my spirit." And so I feel off and now I feel like I have to say something and and it could just be that they're doing what they It could they, be gas. It could be gas, it could be bad pizza. <laughs> it could be that the they are interpreting that as the spirit of the Lord prompting them to come and say something to you and once they say that then they feel like their work is done. I've said what I needed to say. Either he's going to receive it or accept it and I'm good. Right? Like in Ezekiel it talks about, well if you warn him well, then the blood's not on your hands. But if you don't warn them, well, then the blood's on your hands kind of situation. Okay, yeah. So people are just saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to do this because this is what I feel like the Lord's telling me to do. And so I'm going to do it and then it hands off, right? And so I think a lot of people are really considering whether or not they're feeling prompted by the Holy Spirit. Now, let me tell you that there is such thing as a religious spirit. And he is a bad mofo and he is nasty. And he causes all sorts of freaking havoc. In he's, the got a, he's got a, a tattoo on his forearm that says religion is life. Truth. <laughs> it's true. It's a, and it's a bad, it's a bad deal. And so yeah. sometimes I think people are functioning under this religious situation. So look, the Pharisees, let's just talk about the, the prominent religious figures of the scripture that Jesus adamantly opposed. He's pissed at him, Right. I mean, they, these people went into the temple and they desecrated it by turning it into a den of robbers. And he's just like, oh, heaven, no. <laughs> right. <Dude. laughs> and he went in, he flipped tables. He made a whip like he handcrafted, right? Handmade. Leather working. Real, real leather. <laughs> custom. Hipster <laughs> custom style. Like hipsters would love Jesus's custom leather whip. They would he, buy his leather he, goods, his would, leather wares. They would totally purchase his leather wares. I'll keep these wares, dog. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? I got what you need. What you need? You need a whip? Peep this. Let me turn you on to my whip game is what Jesus said. Watch me you, whip. You got to get, watch <laughs> me whip. Watch me nay nay. Oh, these Pharisees right out of the, that's nay, exactly, nay nay. Nay nay. You're not going to turn uh, my father's nay. house into a. <laughs> that's right. He totally yes. did. Whip, whip. He whipped. Nay nay. nay, nay. That's exactly nay, what I Jesus say. did. Nay. What's up, Emmy? Yeah, so, on. Skyler's on. What's up, guys? Yeah, so Jesus goes in, man, and he just, he, he tears it up. And it's because it, he couldn't stand the religion because here's what religion does. Religion, Pharisees said, either you believe like we do exactly and you and act you do. and you do exactly what we think you should do. Here are the expectations. This is perfection. The scripture says it, right? Oh, and, and by the way, I'm doing it all perfect. Right, yeah. Just so yeah. you guys know. Just so you guys know. Just want to, just want to let you know how poorly right. you're doing. Pretty much. You know? So he, they, they put burdens on the shoulders of the people they couldn't bear. They yeah. didn't want to lift a finger to help them. Exactly. And so Jesus is just like, you guys are a den of robbers. You're a brood of vipers. You are whitewashed tombs. You travel earth, land, and sea, right, to make one 
convert and you make them twice the son of hell that you are. Because when you convert people to religion, they are damned to hell. They're damned, right? I'm not here to get into my hell theology, but... Essentially, what you're doing is like I mean, religion, you're screwing them. Religion breathes death. It doesn't breathe right. life. When you like can, it, when you convert them to doing rather than being in Christ, and right, or f- functioning out of what Christ did and who He is, not like who I am because I now understand the Scriptures properly and I'm going to be obedient because the Bible tells me to. Yeah. That's not salvation, right? And right. it's, it's not. I'm just going to say it. That's not salvation. Doing what the Bible says because the Bible says it is it's not obedience. The Spirit of God in a man that regenerates a heart comes in. You are born again, right? You can't enter the kingdom of heaven unless you're born again. It's born of spirit, not born of black and white letters on a freaking page yeah. in a book that we call a Bible. I'm just saying, I'm going yeah. off on one, but it's because Jesus Christ came and he said, here I am, and I'm going to die for you, and I'm going to send the Spirit. And then we're born again, we're born of spirit, we're marked and we're sealed with the spirit. We're not marked and sealed with actions that line up perfectly with what the scriptures say. Right, right. And so Jesus was so mad, bro. He's like, you are making people try to live up to something they can't yeah, live up dude. to. dude. I mean, it was, it's oppression, you know what I mean? And oppression in the name of God, you know what I mean? Like, I can't right. think of a more, you know, like sinister thing in itself, man, Yeah, you know? I, and uh, yeah, I, I, I bet he was pissed. I mean, it pisses me off too. You know, I mean, and, and in a lot of ways, you know, it, it's it, we've we've reproduced what what we've been taught, and it's this do 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 mentality. Right. And so, it, because of that, our our relationship with the Father, our identity, and and who we are in the Father's eyes. I mean, that whole it's identity is skewed completely. It, it's, it's wrapped, wrapped in works. Completely works. in what do I do? My self worth. Yep. The worth of others around me is is based off of their performance. You know what I mean? And dude, it is completely doing rather than being. Man, man. Like, like because the being is supposed to create the doing. You know, and man, like man, so, bro. I well, well, I just want to share this. Yeah, this little energy. You know, as we're talking about that, like I just think about my son. <clears throat> he turns five uh, June first, and man, he's amazing. I love him. He's so freaking cute. And we we talk like we have conversations every day, and we talk about things. Um, and he, if he were to come up to me tomorrow, like I've noticed this pattern. I, I'm all like I so I stay at home. I'm stay at home dad, and I ask you know the kids to help me clean. And, uh, and I've noticed this pattern that whenever I ask them to do something, I'm asking them to clean all day long. Um, and after he does something, he comes up to me and he, he asked me, Hey dad, I did this. Are you proud of me? Mm. And, and it just clicked the other day that I was like, Oh man, Sterling buddy, we got to have a talk. Like no matter what you do, daddy will always love you. Like you are, you are always, regardless of if you didn't clean, Uh you know, like I will always love you. Not because I don't love you because of what you do. I love you because you're my son son. and and I'm pleased with you and you, and I, and you bring me joy, everything, Mm -hmm. like everything about you brings me joy. And, and to know that there are believers that are walking around with that same view of God going, God, I read my Bible today. Do you love me? Lord, Lord, I I served at that, at that service. I helped. I helped do the build out for the next big series that's coming up. Lord, are you happy with me? Like that's mm-hmm. that's religion, yeah, man. Man, having to earn earn love, dude. Like, uh, yuck. Man, so that is gross. So Illy's Illy's birthday was on June seventh, and uh, we had a birthday party for her on Saturday, <clears throat> and she got, gosh, she got so many freaking presents, dude. It's insane. Um, but you know what, it, what it shows is that she's surrounded by people who, who love her, right. They, and they want to see her have joy and then give her gifts. And 
you know, it's our birthday and it's what you do. Right. But, um, we got home and we had brought all our toys home and we're sitting on the couch and, and I asked her, I was like, did you have fun today? She's like, yeah. I was like, are you excited about all your gifts? And she's like, yeah. And for some reason I'm just like, I was like, do you know why we did all this for you? And she's like, it's my birthday. And I'm just like, it's your birthday. Yeah. I was like, but we do all this because we love you. Like we, we bring, buy you these gifts. We made you these, these cupcakes. I made you a birthday waffle today. We cooked all this food. (laughs) We did all these things because, because it was your birthday, but we love you and you don't, you don't have to earn our gifts. You don't have to earn our love. And I was like, if anything, like you bring us joy, you make me happy. And like, I just, yeah, I just had a weird thing go, go on with my headphones too. But anyways, I'm just telling her, like, you have done nothing to earn this. You're affirming her. You deserve it because you're wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you're be- and so essentially, I'm like singing praises over my daughter. And it reminds me of that Zechariah um, uh, scripture that says that the Lord is singing praises over us. Yeah. And so when I'm like, Ilya, I love you so much. You're so beautiful. You're so wonderful. And I'm just saying these things over her. It's because I want her to know. I just need her to know. Like yeah, I don't ever dude. need her to fall into a trap where she's believing anything else. And the scripture says God's doing the same thing with yeah, us. And I, with us. And I experienced that today too. I was driving, man. I'm I'm going through a real dark season right now, man. And it was just like, you know, because like I I was regretting some things in my life based off my performance. You know what I mean? And like. You know, I was just like, man, well, why didn't I do this? Or why didn't I do that? You know, I could have done that differently. I could have done this differently. You know, why didn't I, why wasn't I, you know, strong enough or whatever, man? Yeah, we're, playing, just, we're playing things yeah, in your, in your right, mind. Right, right. So I'm just, based off my performance. And dude, right. like, God just swept me up in that moment, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I was driving and he was just like, man, he's like, Casey, I'm proud of you. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm here, and I'm and like I'm cheering you on. You need to keep going. You need to keep right. going. You know what I mean? And Gosh, darn. yeah. Cause, like I, I'm proud of you, dog. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I've got your back, man. And I'm here for you, man. Keep going. And I'm just like I don't know. It's just like the moment of encouragement, dude. You know. And, and the, I think that's. And I think honestly, rather than discouraging people, man, we need to be that to somebody, dude. You know what I mean? Like, you don't believe the same way as I do, or you're doing this, or you're doing that, man. But I, love covers the multitude of sins. Yeah, man. for sure. You know what I mean? And, and encouraging people, like, just because they're different doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Because we're all different, man. And, right. And it's still, and th- that love is always there. You know what I mean? It's always there. It's a sustaining, abiding love, man. And uh, so, and it's a love issue, I think. Um, yeah. And, like, when, when you, I don't know, just the, just the depth of, in a religious spirit in its own, own right, in judgment and, you know, pharisaical. Right. Um, well, you believe this way, and I need to correct you. It's like, man, hold on. Like, we're, we're all baptized into one baptism. We have one Lord. You know what I mean? All the other stuff is, is kind of like we were, we, we were talking about earlier. You know, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of subjective in a lot of ways to the people that are experiencing it, Yeah, you know, but those, those, those absolute truths and, you know, in Jewish tradition, they're saying, I think that there's three depths of truth. There's three levels of truth, right? Yeah. So although truth is truth and there are absolute truths, there are depths to the scripture. There are depths to uh, the meaning and like those, those have to be explored. You know, right. it's, like so there's can, three so, parts of God, right? Exactly, and so and so the depth, you know, and that that that's a that's a maturity thing as well. And also, I think, like I was saying earlier, like that that scripture that meant something to me then meant something completely different. And so I find myself 
okay, in a different place, but even understanding that scripture differently. And so like, like we're, and we keep harping on it, man, but everybody's on a journey, dude. And the, and the depths that we go to, you know what I mean? And these things mean different things to different people. So it's not necessarily that they're wrong, yeah, man. They're just in a different place. Well, yeah. And you know, it's, I, I hear people like harp on this stuff all the time. Like, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Well, for the Lord says, I know the plans that I have for you, the plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And there are a lot of people that draw hope from that scripture. And then yeah. there are a lot of people who make fun of people who quote that scripture out of context. And so you're going to sit there and get hope from the scripture, but I'm going to be but so just, I just want to make sure that you know that I just want to make sure you out of context. Totally right. out of con- yeah. Hey, that's not what that means. Right. Well, yeah. I got hope from it. So is it, yeah. Did, yeah. is it true that God has plans for all of us? And nope. It's to- nope. Not true because that was just to them you know, right. back then. Yeah. So. That's not who God is. Totally, you see what I'm totally saying? Out of context, and that's crap. So. I mean, yeah. they're, they're honestly, look, I do it too, man. I'm not saying I've never had a religious spirit. The Lord has showed me time and time Me again. too, man. God, it's so ugly, bro. That it is it's the dude. nastiest thing. It makes you feel horrible. That happens too. inside of people, bro. Did bro. I do that? Did I, <clears throat> I used to be like You know, that. and and I think this is a really good point to bring up. Did we talk about this? I think we talked about this on the Patreon episode that we did last night. But you brought up what was it? Proverbs 6 uh, stirring up dissension among stirring brothers. Stirring up dissension among yeah, among, among brothers. I beg brothers. Yeah. And and so we you know, we asked the question like what does that look like whenever we have conversations like this? Is that what that's describing? Like yeah. what, because there will be some people that will listen to this and, and they won't agree, you know, or any other thing that anyone else says. So what's the line between having thoughtful, life-giving uh, conversations that, that, that the Lord can work in versus stirring up and causing dissension? Right. Well, yeah. So the same thing, the same question, like it's, it's kind of ironic um, but, but you know, what, ironic? what, what causes people to speak out against <laughs> something that they see that you're doing that they think is wrong? I mean, this entire episode is because we're seeing people do things that we think are wrong. Right. And so we're dedicating an entire <laughs> podcast, time, energy, and resources to essentially bringing to light some of these things that we think are off. It's yeah. because, and, and honestly, like, it, well, but what's the driving force though? Because the, the force, I think that dude, because we think we're doing what's right. Well, right. no, I mean, more than anything else now, because I don't want to, it's not like we're trying to push like, hey, here's what we think is right as much as it is. Uh, we haven't got to this point yet, but we'll land there where, okay, how do you stay in community with right. others who believe in you? Because if, if, and I think part of it is if you go and step into a conversation with someone and your agenda is like, ooh, they think this, not, I need to tell them what I think. And I have to make them believe it. Right. Like, and if it's That's not, if it's not situation. a win, if it's, and it's not a win in someone's mind, if they haven't converted that person's thinking, as right. opposed to, Hey, you have that interesting belief. Like, man, let me share what I think. And then, and then we can have a conversation about it. Um, here's an article that I wanted to reference. I hung out with my buddy Zach today and, uh, and we'll, maybe we can link it in the show notes, but Andy Stanley and JD Greer, I think it is who it was, um, had a, uh, an email exchange. So uh, Andy Stanley wrote a book called Irresistible. And in this book, he mentions uh, the, the uh, gosh, what is it called? The inerrancy of the Bible. Right. And he makes some controversial statements about it. I mean, pretty, pretty 
big. And so J.D. Greer comes in and, and, and basically proposes. He's like, hey, Andy, I want to have this email exchange. I have some things that I don't agree with Would you with a, that you wrote in this book. Would you be willing to step into a conversation where we discuss those things? And it's it's long. It's real long. They go back and forth three or four times, and they, you know, they they don't take cheap shots. They they have this really valuable conversation to where JD says, "Andy, I don't agree that you said this, 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 and this." Here's why. Andy responds, and they even make some jokes in it towards each other. And Andy says, "Hey, you know what? You said this. Here's what I think." And so it's really, really good. And and my buddy Zach sent it to me, and we talked about it today. Uh, we took our kids to the park, and we said that is a good example of of a conversation that is handled well. Two different beliefs, but they know the conversation, and even people seeing them have this in a way that where they're not taking cheap shots, they're not calling one another heretics, they're not putting each mm-hmm. other down, they're laying out their beliefs, and, and they're walking away still brothers in Christ, right. still fans of one another, and yeah. loving one another. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah, it is really powerful. And you know, the question that comes up now for me is like, because we know that... Um, there's this word heresy and there's this label heretics. And so oftentimes if you're starting to believe something different about the nature of God, that's different than what I believe. I'll be like, well, hold on. You know, that's flirting with heresy. That's, that's heresy. Right. That heresy aid. It's heresy. Um, to get to that point to where you throw that term out. And I, I've used that term before with somebody that's close to me and man, it causes damage. And that's like one of the worst words that you can call a causes damage, man. And for you to be the one to go ahead and step, to step up a level higher than somebody and look down at them and call them heretic. Yeah. It's brutal, bro. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's brutal. And so, um, it makes me wonder what, you know, why, what drives somebody to a point to where they're going to go ahead and use that word? Because when you use that word, you, you sever that person from your belief system and you sever that person from having any kind of influence in your life. Like if Casey, you, I've known you for a long time. Um, I know your heart. I know you love Jesus, but what if just one day you were just like, Hey, here's what I believe. And I was like, bro, you're a heretic. Like I would just negate. Right. I mean, that's what that does. It's essentially what people are saying. You don't believe like I do. You don't believe the Jesus I believe in. You don't love the Jesus I love because if you did, you would feel the same way about this topic that I do. Or you would look a certain way. You would look a certain way. So let me just tell you, there's. I, I want to put this out there because um, I, I've been. There are, um, there are two different podcasts that I've been listening to, and um, I don't agree with everything that these podcasts are talking about. I mean, that some of this stuff is like really hard for me to grasp, and I'm like, I don't believe that. But what it does is it gives you insight into what some of those those way off beliefs are. And these people will tell you about how they've been labeled and then they've been cast out because of some of their different beliefs just on different things within the scriptures, not on who Jesus is. It has everything to do with these um, what I would call non-essential issues, but what seem to be essential issues for a lot of other people. Two podcasts. One's called Almost Heretical. And these are two guys in Seattle who both at one point in time were on staff or planted churches and they left and they started to kind of question some things and then they got called heretics. Um, and then one guy got fired from his church. Uh, the other one's called all, uh, heretic happy hour. And so they have these episodes that are called heretic of the week. 
And so they bring these people on who've been called heretics by their peers or somebody that they know because they've posted something or some belief. And these are like professors, theologians, seminary teachers, ex-preachers, ex-church planners, all sorts of stuff. And um, they will actually have conversations with these people and they will ask them, what makes you a heretic? And they'll just talk about this one thing that they believe about the nature of Scripture. Right, this one thing, this the, one the tiny one thing, thing, one sentence that they said. And it just, it. I don't understand. I mean, I, I do understand because something in me drove me to do it, but it's ugly, bro. Well, look, yeah. here, you want to say why? I mean, I think I think people use Scripture. I mean, 2 Timothy, what is it, 2 Timothy 4, 2 Timothy 4, 3, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine instead to suit their own desires. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say, that it, saying what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from truth and aside to myths. And so, I mean, there's all of this talk, there's all of these verses that talk throughout the word false teacher. And so I think People feel like, no, Scripture gives us a clear mandate to come against people who hold these different beliefs, I think, that we do. I, I don't agree that that's what that's saying, but I think that that's how people interpret Scriptures you, that talk about false teachers. Did you know that the only Scripture that I know of that defines what a false teacher is comes from Peter? And so the Scripture actually defines and lays out it's like, like sorcery, witchcraft, like a right, bunch of it, stuff like it that. It lays out all of the attributes or the descriptors of what a false teacher is. Right. And oftentimes when that gets thrown around, it has nothing to do with the scripture says right. about who the false teacher is. Right. And so I laugh when people are like, well, that's false. You're, they're a false teacher. And I'm like, they're doing nothing what the scripture defines a false teacher as. Right. Have you even read the scripture that you're trying to use to weaponize to justify you calling somebody a false teacher? Yeah, It's insane, bro. And I'm not saying I know all the scripture either. Yeah, and you a, are. A, <laughs> Bible expert. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guys, I have to I have no, to no, can I, I'm not gonna say the okay, name. I'm not just gonna say a person. So there was somebody that um this was in my heart was in the was in a bad That's place. Fine. But uh but someone was coming against you. Someone was coming against me on Facebook the and they were throwing all the Bible in my face and just just like religion, religion, bleh, bleh, works. And so Jason and I were talking in Messenger and I took this picture, uh I screenshotted this guy's face and just put like a like made a meme of it and just wrote like Bible expert by his <laughs> name. It was just his head. And, and I was, sent it to Jason. And I was like, He's bro, like, I'm going to post this. I would never post that, but it was one of those things that I was just like, oh. yeah. So how, Bible expert, it, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't know, but like what, what happens when somebody does need to be corrected though? You know what I mean? And how do we, no, how do we do, how do we do that in a manner that, well, know, what is worthy of being corrected? What, I mean, what is, I think just sin, honestly, blatant sin, but, right. Like, I don't know, like if someone's going, if someone's going too far, you know what I mean? And I mean, but that also means that implies, well, what's too far, you know? And, and then you got to define like, okay, what, it, like, what is correction? Like, how do we correct? Yeah. I just, cause we're talking about, well, you know, we shouldn't do that. But there, I mean, sometimes, man, there are, you know, some, some things that need to get handled, you know? And, right. Right. And I think, but I think, so I think that these conversations with people that you don't agree with, they almost never go well with someone that is an acquaintance. I mean, there's gotta yeah. be like, there's gotta be a relationship that's there. And even then 
that that conversations can still be mishandled. Abuse can still come from it. I mean, it's like you know, this has been like my analogy, life changing thing for the for this season is is my filter. What's the filter around my heart? Like you know, going stepping into conversations with with how what you know, are you do you care about this person? Or are you trying to win an argument? Are you that's trying to you question. know that that's what it's about? Like, do you care about this person? Yeah. Do you actively pray for this person? Do you spend time with this right. person, or do you, you see them from right. afar and you're like, you know what, that that dude's off, or that yeah. girl's off? But like, that, but that's that's the truth though. Like, where is it stemming from? Do you really care about them, or do you? Um, yeah. It again, I think it's like Casey. If if you have one view of the scripture and I have a different view of the scripture, and we're and like, we do, we've had those conversations. Oh yeah, before, right. You know I mean? And so we're going at Even, it. Yeah, and we disagree. I mean, it it doesn't. It's not like it's caused division. It's not like we can't yeah. partner. And you know what I mean? Like, and we still. I mean, I, I can remember one recently. I'm not going to talk about that's fine. The, the issue. Right. But you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I just like, dude, I just I don't just line not up feeling with that. It. Yeah. And you're like, well, why not? And then we had a conversation, right. and after that, it was over. You know and I, I mean? think I was getting defensive in that time, right? Like certainly, right, right. But so, I think that they're so, but. Even in that conversation, you two know each other. You've had conversations right. like yeah. that before. You knew that, I'm sure you knew that even if you were to get a little bit defensive and even if like Casey still loves you and same thing with Casey, you know, yeah. if Casey would have gotten super defensive, you guys still would have remained in relationship with right. one another. Mike, you know, I had a question earlier and my question was if, if I, if I'm saved However you want to define that or whatever, whatever point you think that occurs, regardless, can I be saved and know Jesus and never subscribe to what you think are all proper doctrines and theologies? Can you look at my salvation and my faith in Jesus and think that that's enough for me to inherit the kingdom of God? Like, can you, can you know Christ? I mean, I, dude, knowing, knowing Jesus is a thing, but can I say I'm a Christian and then have just wacky doctrines concerning all of the non-essentials? To a lot of people, no. Yeah, but just... why, but why not? And see that just, what does that say about the nature of what they believe salvation is? It's not just faith in Christ, but it's having a proper knowledge and understanding of what is sound doctrine. According know. to what they think right, is but so, sound doctrine. So that just comes back to the fruit, man. Like, you know, if a tree is good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad, right? And so what are the fruit? fruit. What's the fruit in people's life? And yeah. it isn't what their doctrinal beliefs are. The, the fruit is kindness, patience, goodness, you know, the, those things. It, 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 those, it, because if the Spirit's in me, then those fruits will, will be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and so they can have all the wacky beliefs they want, but bro, if the fruit's there, the fruit's yeah, there. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's 100% right. You know, we had someone, right? well, you asked you yeah. asked in the Salty Dogs podcast group, how do we know we are growing spiritually? spiritually? And we had a conversation about that. And I think that's, that, that's how you know. The fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, I mean, that fruit is evident in your right. life. Okay. You were... You know, I was Chris Cerna, who was addicted to X, Y, Z that, you know, dealed with this anger issue. And, and over the course of time, the things that used to anger me anymore, that used to anger me, don't anger me anymore. Right. God has begun to address those issues in my heart and I've become more loving, more Let, patient. Let's consider all of the fruit of the spirit, which scripture lays out very clearly, and there are nine of them. And let's also consider what scripture says are the gifts of the spirit. 
how many of those gifts and fruit combined have to deal with having an ability to properly understand scripture? Teacher, right? Teacher. Teacher. (laughs) Right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Like there are some people in the body who have an ability to understand, to study, to understand, to make sense of scripture. But even when people teach scripture, they're using their own words and understanding and knowledge given by the spirit to then teach that scripture. And they are using words that aren't written in the scripture to teach the scripture and it's spirit led. And so it's a thing of the spirit and it's, and so anyways, I, I, I guess what I was trying to get at was like, when typically when we want to look for growth in people's lives, we want to look for maturity, that kind of stuff. You know, people are just like, man, that dude reads his Bible all the time, or he quotes scripture, man, he knows it. Isaiah chapter four, verse 19. Right. And, but we equate that with we've, maturity. But that's the thing is that we've you knew, equated. You knew it started with an M though. We've equated, but look, okay. But <laughs> going back to the analogy of what I've told like in my son's eyes, and I'm having to correct this when he does things it makes me happy. Okay, so I'm having to go back and correct that. For too long in the church, we've said if you join a group, if you attend service, if you if you serve, if you do X, Y, Z, like we've painted this picture of what spiritual maturity is. Now, I can tell you, I've sat in meetings, I've been in conversations where we've walked through like, okay, you know, hey, who's who should we ask to be in leadership? Oh, well, who's spiritually mature? Well, this person's serving, this person's giving, this person's so-and-so, and I know we have put people in positions mm. where they have been alcoholics, they've been cheating on their wives, they've not oh, yeah. been married. There's been yeah. all of this stuff because the fruit that we 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 put under a microscope was not fruit. Right. It was just works. It's works. We judge their works. And if you judge somebody's works, man, a, a dog can dance like that. I, I don't know why you said that analogy, but it's it just right. like, you, you get what I'm trying to say? Like so, that doesn't equate to spiritual maturity. Right. So works. here's the thing. Like I believe that one of my spiritual gifts is teaching and I've taught and I've preached and I've done podcasts, I've done all that stuff. I love the scripture, man. It's so wonderful. And it does stuff to me. And, you know, it, it, it is a tool in the life of a Christian. It's a very powerful tool. Um, but (laughs) it, it, my, just know this, my knowledge of the scripture has little to no bearing on whether or not I'm going to be patient with my wife. Right. Yesterday, my wife said something to me and I felt attacked. And so I lashed out. And so we got into this big old argument. She's like, I don't understand why you were lashing out. And I'm just going off. And there's this conflict. And the conflict happened because of the way that I reacted to something that she said. Right? Now, obviously, like, I have the power to choose. I mean, she could, even if she said something really nasty and dirty, it was being evil-hearted. Scripture says, pray for enemies, bless them, don't curse them. So there's no never any excuse for me to lash out with impatience. There's never, there's never a an okay time for you to operate utilizing fruit of the flesh towards people around you. Right. That always brings death. So the fruit of the spirit. And so I know what the scripture says. I've, I've read the stories. I know how Jesus responded to people. I know what Paul commands. I know what is expected of a Christian. I, I know all these things. I even know what the fruit of the spirit is. But if I look at the fruit of the spirit and say, well, I better be joyful in this moment. That's not fruit, bro. Right. That's me trying to force joy. It's another, it ha- it's another work. Right. So my understanding of scripture 
And my, the depth of my understanding, my ability to bring it to life and teach it really has no bearing on whether or not I'm patient with my wife. Right. It's the spirit, fruit of the spirit, not fruit of the scripture or fruit of knowledge. It's connection, man. And so you're talking about like, well, we look at these things that we think are fruit. And just because I have the discipline to tithe and show up to a group. Which are all good things. Which Those are, are good all good things. things. Just because I'm doing, I mean, how am I treating my wife? Look at these pastors who are at the freaking top of the world and then they fall because it, you know, sexual morality or whatever the heck it is just because they are outwardly showing these things and leading a bunch of people and doing all these things doesn't mean that any of that has any ability to help them not commit adultery when they're in the room with their secretary late at night because they had to stay late for a potluck. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. I, that, that's where we're getting at with this whole thing is, I mean, I think it just goes back to religion or whatever. I don't know, man. It's like, I, I think it's going back to this whole conversation about how we can, we can look and we can see that people might believe different things about doctrines. And, it, but what, honestly, how much does that have any kind of bearing on whether or not the f- spirit of God is, is pushing fruit out of their lives? You think God's looking down and he's just like, you know, Casey, I would, I, I would have helped you love the way that you needed to love if and only if you would have come to a proper understanding of women in ministry. That's freaking bull crap. You think, you think God's up there doing that? That we're way off. And so why do we look around and are waiting for people to like think a certain thing and act a certain way? Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's a lack of love too, I think, man. Honestly. I almost cussed on the podcast. Almost. I don't know. Like love doesn't insist on having its own way, you know, first Corinthians, Ooh. you know? And so when I approach something and I'm insisting on having my own way, right. Mm. Then, oh, I'm so unloving. I know, man. And I'm but, sorry, but, Kim. The, but it's Ugh. even recognizing it though, man. And, the, and fruits take time. You know what I mean? It, look at the tree, man. Like, right. You're not just going to, you know, pop out fruit. But what I'm getting at is like when you, when you're coming to something and you're trying to make it so that you're essentially, are you just trying to be right? You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or are you trying to have your own way in this situation? It's manipulative, man. Well, and, and I don't, I just don't think that right. comes from a you're place. Right. I don't think that that comes from a place of love, dude. I, I really don't, you know, and I, and I hear me, man. Cause I've, I've been guilty of this before, man. And even yeah. now, you know, like you just, like I said, even when you talk about this topic, you're like, dude, and you look back and you're like, gosh, man, I, I know I've, I've, been, I've been like that, you know, even right. recently, yeah. even recently. Right. And so, um, loving people where they're at. Right. And so how can I, how can I, so we're talking about community and staying in community and staying in connection with people, man, love covers a multitude of sins. And like, you know, just read that verse in first Corinthians, you know what I mean? Like it'll explain to you. And so when you can see those kind of things, man, like I don't want to insist on having my own way anymore, man. You know what I mean? I just want to, love people where they're at, you know what I mean? Love my wife where she's at, you know, regardless of what's going on. Right. You know? And I think, go, you can go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Well, so if we're going to start to get into kind of some more practical stuff, like how I, you know, whenever you approach God, and I, and I think that a part of this is making sure that your heart is in the right place before you engage in conversation with someone and before you step into conversation with them, because if your heart's not in the right place and if your heart has ambition to win or there's all these ulterior motives mm-hmm. or, or to put this or person down or to hurt people, you know, I mean, if it's yeah, nothing, if it's, issue. if it doesn't come from a place of love or a place that the Holy Spirit kind of leads you right. into, 
the fruit's probably not going to be good. You should probably just keep your mouth shut. It's, it's not well, going to be life. Well, You're not going to be speaking life. Well, Casey, you just used scripture to bring correction to this whole thing, is what you just did. Right. Because you reminded us of what love is. You said love isn't self-seeking. It also says love holds no record of wrongs. Right. And so if you are trying to be right, well, then you are essentially are trying to, you are, if you're trying to be right, you are creating a record of wrong right? because you are looking at somebody and saying you're wrong and I'm right, which makes you hold a record of wrong. And that's not love. Right. Scripture says it's not love. Here, here's what, here, and here's exactly what you did. Here's what you did. You took scripture and we held it up to ourselves and, and it, it we saw our hearts. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was, and that's exactly and I think happened. that that that's, that's how scripture should be used. Well, yeah, I mean, it I, should be used introspectively, right. like and also, but it, that's a that was a spirit thing, you know what I mean? But like the spirit inside of you is yearning and and like trying to connect with the spirit inside of me, you know what I mean? Like, right. And so we all felt that, you know. What yeah. I mean? So that. And that okay, well, is it was it corrective? I don't know. I wasn't trying to be corrective. You know what I mean? I wasn't right. trying to correct anything. It you, was a natural. You, you didn't yeah, bring the correction. It, the it Holy was Spirit a natural within us thing. Right. I, I said what yeah. I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to say, and it and it He convicted. He brought right right the correction. Exactly. You know what I mean? Not well. You know, guys, if you want to open your Bibles real quick, and we can lay this out and kind of hash it out. It's just like no, man. You know, we're having a conversation, like you said, in relationship. I'm in relationship with you guys. So, you know what I mean? And. And it came from a place of love, man. And it came from a place, actually, it actually came from a place where I was looking at myself, realizing that I didn't right. have that yeah. in and, me. And that's the, and that's I, the direction I was going. I did, all I did was say, you know what, this is inside of me. Let me just, let me just say this. Right. And then and it connected. And it, it flowed from a selfless place. I, I was listening. Is not self-seeking, just I, like you right. said. Yeah, I was listening to someone kind of do this teaching, and they were talking about, you know, they use an example of of um, their in their marriage. They had this issue with their spouse, and they went to God and asked God for um, like they went to, they went to God with this issue with their spouse, and God always turns around and 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 basically instead of looking at their spouse, God turns the mirror, and it's you're looking at yourself. Yeah. And so when you begin to All do that, time. and when you go and when you go to God and you present something, I mean. It should always start with us. It right. should always be an internal reflection of our heart. So if you disagree with someone, man, chances are that they're, I mean, not to say that you're wrong, but if you check your heart, you go to God and go, God, I have this, I don't, like, so-and-so, this person that I really care about, I don't agree with them on this. And if you go to God with that topic, man, chances are, I mean, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe there is, does need to be a conversation that's had, but God will often give you a glimpse into your heart and say, hey, you need oh, to yeah. check yourself on this. Right. And when you and do that, oftentimes it. you're like, man, I don't even, even need to have this conversation. Right, because he like, brings There's an issue in my heart. Yeah. So somebody asked, actually, Dale asks, uh, that was going to be my question. How do you approach a brother when you see sin in their life? And you know what it is? Like, I, I would personally probably come at it, like if I felt led to come and approach somebody about it, I would come at it from the viewpoint or from the stance of identity in Christ. I don't know that I would come at it and say, well, you know what the Bible says? Because, look, people know what the Bible says. I know what the Bible says. You know what the Bible says. Has that ever been enough motivation to stop us from doing the things that we want to do? And has, and has quoting the Bible or putting law on somebody like that, has that what no. has that ever done? No. You know, what, you know what does stop me in my tracks sometimes? Love. Oh, that little voice in my head that says, don't do it. That little voice in my head that says, you have a choice. 
right? And that right. little voice is the spirit of God in me, leading and guiding me, right? right. And so scripture, Jesus says, and, and he'll remind you of the things that I've spoken. Right. The spirit will. Um, and so, <laughs> well, I mean, I the, mean the, the, yeah, well, sometimes. I mean, you, you reminded us of what the scripture said and then the, the spirit in us was like, yep, that's truth, yeah. you know, and it confirmed it. But, you know, I would approach sin in somebody's life really from a place of identity. And, you know, honestly, that that's a tough conversation, but you know, it, you, you have to check your heart. You have to know that also the outcome of your conversation may not be what you think it needs to be. And there needs to be love in that, not frustration. Casey, I've been frustrated with you a lot, man. I mean, oh, yeah. I really have a lot of people have been frustrated. A lot of people have really been frustrated with you. And my frustration is always subdued and has to succumb to love. Right. All always, 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 always. I might be pissed. And then the spirits just like love him. Right. You know, I remember a time in my life where I, I would tell people like, man, I can't help but love that guy, you know, and, and it's true. It's just like, we get so frustrated, so pissed off, but then the spirit of God is just like, love, 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 right. you know? And so you have to know that even if you approach people and you're frustrated and you're angry and those kinds of things, like, right. And like what he's saying, like when you see sin in their life, you know what I mean? Back to love, love covers the multitude of sins, not multitudes of corrections will finally get somebody to, to, to correct the sin in their life, man. Like love does that, you know? And what's well, like, what do you need? Right. So G the scripture says the Lord is not slow in the way that many of you think he's slow. The Lord is patient with you, right. not wanting anybody to perish, but to come to repentance and knowledge of the son of Jesus Christ, you know, his son, Jesus Christ. But even then, man, the goodness of the Lord causes men's the hearts goodness to repent, not causes... the correction of the Lord. So, like discipline, discipline, yeah, you know right. what I mean? And, there, there and that comes correct... from the Father. Right, and that comes from the Father, but man, it's the goodness, it's goodness, you know what I mean, right. that causes men's yeah. hearts to repent. And you know, it, it exactly, and so how should you approach a brother in sin? Man, what if you just re help attempt to help them refocus on the goodness of God. Like, let me get your eyes back focused where they need to be focused. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of times we're like, Oh, you're sinning. You need to like put a pop-up blocker or whatever the heck on your computer. No, you need a vision of the Lord. Right. Oh, I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among of un uh, people of unclean lips. That's Isaiah seeing the Lord. Right. That'll so, set so things I, in perspective. I, I have a yeah. I have a question. So would you guys and this is I'm asking you, like, let's say you have an acquaintance in your life, you know, somebody that you know, you've said hi, you've had shallow conversations with, you know, nothing deep. You're they're an acquaintance. You wouldn't call them a friend. And you see sin in their life. And this is personal. I'm not saying like theoretically should you, Jason, would you, Casey, would you call out sin in the life of an acquaintance? I have never. Would you? No, I have. I would never. Would and you? I, and I and I have never. And Jason, you know that to be true. I don't call people out like that. You know what I mean? I'll call people. Or out. okay, so I'm sorry. Maybe not call out, but like you know, not even go that. to go to correct. You not know, even like that because honestly, man, and this is what I I don't. When you when you put expectations on people, or so even even that, like you know, come into somebody when you put an expectation, it's a self self fulfilling prophecy. A lot of times, right. expectations can lead to that. And I'm a firm believer, man, that we don't change people. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know. I've just never been that way. I've never, and I would never. You know right. what I mean? Unless it, unless it was like, I don't know, like God honestly 
came down from heaven and told me to do it. Right, you know yeah. I mean? Because I can't trust myself sometimes to discern the voice of God and whether or not what, you know, should I go correct that person, you know? But no, I, I don't, I, that's not for me to do, man, I don't think. But if it's like Jason or somebody like that, we can have a conversation about it. But if it's somebody I don't know, like you said, if, if I'm not in a relationship with somebody, first of all, I would feel uncomfortable doing that. You know what I yeah. mean? Because I don't know you. You know what I mean? And I don't know, man. Brother might be struggling with alcohol, but you know what? That guy, that guy might ha- might have issues that you've never re- you've never even experienced or don't know anything about. You know what right. I mean? And so coming in with the preconceived notion that I need to correct somebody without understanding their situation or without understanding yeah. who they are, what they've been through, uh, is not for me to do. So, do you Let think me- that God wants you to do that? And it could just people? be short people in that. Yeah, it could just be short answers so James can go. But like in the way, like someone, an acquaintance, do you believe that God wants you to correct sin in the life of an acquaintance mm-hmm. in, a, in a conversation? No. And I know that that's a pretty black and white statement, but. No, but but I believe that the Lord wants us to love people. And in order right. to do that, you have to be in relationship with them. Yeah. And I'm you going know. somewhere with this. No, that's fine. Yeah, go ahead. What about you? You're at, are you asking me Yeah, a I was asking you, would you, would you correct do, would you feel a burden to correct sin in the life of somebody who's an acquaintance in your life? An acquaintance? Yeah, somebody. I mean, again, it's one of those things that the Spirit leads me. I have to speak. Right. Otherwise, I don't feel like but it's But without my, the prompting of the Spirit. Yeah, I don't know that it, I feel like it's my duty to like be on sin watch. Yeah. So, so yeah, I tighten sin up, cops. We're, we're, we're tighten <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? If real quick, what you gonna sorry, do before I get back to it. Come for you. We listened to that song, the bad boy song, and the Nobody kids like it. Ellie, the other day, she was singing it, and she was going, "Bad boys, bad boys, what are you going to do? What are you going to do?" Like she didn't say, "What you enunciate." What are you going to do? So anyway, so where I was going with that is is, and we've made this point, but I just wanted to. I really wanted to hit it home like it takes place in the context of relationship. Sure, you can you can go and do it and you can believe what you're doing is right, but is fruit going to come from it? I sit around, and I talk about this. I sit around a fire with dudes every single week and we share our lives and I would feel I, comfortable with any of those six guys calling me out on anything right. in my life. But there's relationship there. Right. And I think that's also that's one right. of the things why people walk what is, what's the number one complaint of non-believers against Christians? That they're, they're judgmental, judgmental hypocritical, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Judgmental, hypocritical. And so if I haven't taken the time again to, to get to know that person and I'm here and they're, they're going to see me, they're going to see me coming against their sin in their life. You know what I mean? But they don't know me. It's like, then they're going to walk away saying the same thing that every non-believer says about Christians. Oh, well, they're judgmental, man. Mm-hmm. You know, who are you so, to judge? Oh man. Oh man. Like, you know, like, right. Who are you? You're like, you know? Yeah. So that there's a lot to say about that. There, there are scriptures that people would say, well, you know, Paul says, are we not to judge those within the house of God? Judgment comes the house of the Lord first, that kind of stuff. But I don't. But know I think there's person, a proper. I don't know that person's right, walk. There's a proper I mean? context for that. So Galatians six, um, it says, brothers, if someone is caught in a trespass, you who are spiritual should restore him with a spirit of gentleness. But watch yourself, or you also may watch be tempted. Yourself. So look, interesting, <laughs> interesting about that. Um, and it says, carry one another's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Which so, is love. So Yeah, right. So it says, someone's caught in a trespass, you who are spiritual should restore him with a spirit of gentleness. And so, um, obviously, spiritual, I think, meaning spirit-led, 
right? And then it's all for the purpose of restoration and it's with a spirit of gentleness. And so if you aren't, if there's no gentleness. And bearing the, bearing one another's burdens. Right, carrying it with them. I'm not going to come and correct you if I'm not willing to help you bear it. Right, yeah, you're mm-hmm. just going to call someone sin out right. and then and then bail out and hey, then just leave just so them. you know you're wrong, so deuce. get right with Jesus. Just thought I'd chunk deuce. Just no, drop how, that on you. How about I get in there with you, you know what I mean? How about right. I get down with you, bro? Yeah. But then look, there's another scripture, Jude 123 and Christ, uh, Christine Kim likes to talk about this one also. Um, Jude one twenty two and twenty three. It says, uh, "And indeed, have mercy on those who doubt. Save oh, so, so mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire, and to still others, show mercy tempered with fear, hating even the clothing stained by flesh." So you've got this interesting scripture where it says that. Um, we're to have mercy on those who doubt. We're to save others by snatching them from the fire. What does that mean? Because that's a snatching. That's not a, oh, hey, move out of the way. There's a truck coming, right? It's a get them out of the way. Another one that says show mercy tempered with fear. Like it. it so it's it, the other one's like uh, show mercy. I think it's with patience or something like that. I can't remember. But, I mean, there are different things that the scripture has to say about approaching people who are in sin or doubting or whatever it is, right? So gentleness of spirit, knowing that restoration is the, is the key. Yeah. That, that, that's the, the end answer, goal, the restoration, the restoration. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's covered in mercy though, man. In I mercy, just, I just right. posted that verse today. Man. Yeah. Mercy triumphs over judgment, over judgment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's tough, man. And I just think you really have to be aware of what the spirit's saying. I also think that, um, I mean, you should obviously go to the Lord and say, what, what do I do? You know, I mean, you really have to, to, to say, okay, what, what's going to happen here? And honestly, look, it, Paul said that if we're going to, if we're going to want any gifts of the spirit that we should desire prophecy above all else, prophecy is communicating based on my understanding of his definition is communicating the heart and the heart and mind of God in a given situation. And so in order to perceive a, receive a prophetic word, I'm essentially saying, God, how do you feel about this? And then God, right. God will speak based on what he feels about that situation. And there might be a time where I'm just like, man, I really feel like the Lord is saying, Casey, man, you, you got to come back or, you know, you got to be careful or the spirit is warning you. This is me, spirit of God saying this, but he's also saying, I love you and I'm going to restore you. And, you know, d- don't feel threatened or this, that or the other. The Spirit's going to give the words that that person needs to hear. Yeah. And so, again, it's got to be done by the Spirit, and it's got to be done by listening to the Spirit. We just, I think we just react a lot of times without... We do. Right. Without, we just, well, the Bible we go, says... We, we go off of, or even off well, of our emotions, you know what I mean? And we don't we don't take the time to ask that question sometimes. Man. Right, I yeah. I've been guilty of that. I just snap fly off the handle, man, without even... Conferring with the Lord, bro, and and so what should I, Lord? What should I do? Rather that, rather than that, well, because I know the Scripture, because I know Scripture, right? I'm going to say that, or or yeah. I know that this needs to be corrected. Rather than saying, well, God, but rather than taking it, take it, taking a breather for a second and saying, God, honestly, what do you want me to do? And what I do think I say? think that's the clear distinction because you got keyboard warriors. A lot of times they're they're again the archetype, the pastors who have these very strong beliefs about something, and they'll hear something that they disagree with or goes against the theology that they believe or, or any of that stuff. And so the immediate, if you're, and, and okay, here's your litmus test. It Like if, if you hear something that you disagree with and your immediate reaction 
is feeling anger and flustered and like you have to say something, that's probably a really good sign that you're responding out of, mo- out of emotion right there. Right. And you probably, like you said, need to take a step back, take a minute, pray, and ask God, God, do you want me to say anything? Do you want me to do anything? Um, and there's some people that might say, well, the Bible already gives us the go-ahead to go ahead and do that. But but right. I think that that's it. We had some some listeners comment in, uh, on the post that I shared. I'll let the people in the doghouse know that we're going to be having this conversation. And Corey Howard made a really good statement. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he, he said this. He said... <clears throat> There's a big difference between hating and disagreeing. And and I think that, again, if the condition of your heart is one towards hatred or towards hatred towards a specific denomination or a specific set of beliefs or those Pentecostals, they believe those really weird things or those Reformed guys, like, you know, they're all crazy, like that type of thing. Like if you have this bent towards hate, hating people, I mean, that there's a difference between hating and disagreeing. Yeah. Uh, one other one that Brandon Toll said, um, quotable. And, quotable, totally quotable is our discussions might not be worthy, might not be worth the victory if it could cost us the relationship. Dang son. Yeah. Yeah. What did Christine say that was quotable? I told her she'd probably get quote Jack too. Yeah, Christine had. Uh, she said, uh, "Instead of looking at people through our own jacked up lens, submit our spirit to the Lord to see through His. When we do this, we see how alike we are and how much we need Him, uh, and it becomes easy to love. Love isn't about agreeing on political subjects or theology." I agree, and it's true, bro. Like the same darkness and sin that plagues me, the same struggles to die to self and to love and to do all these things that exist in me exist in everybody around us. And I think oftentimes it just manifested differently. It just manifests differently. And so we think that like, Oh, there's something wrong with him. That's not wrong with me. Well, it's just all manifesting (laughs) differently. And the same grace that God has given you to restore you gently in love to the person that you are now, not who you used to be is the same grace and the same restoration that needs to be handled with a gentle spirit that that person needs. Right. And so it's, I mean, God, see, Jesus, if it was a matter of right or wrong, Jesus could have just been like, you know, get away from me. You have nothing. I mean, they accused him and he sat silent. Yeah. Right. And he went to the cross and he died and he was silent the whole way. He had every right to be right. And he could have called the angels down. I mean, what a sight that would have been. People would have tripped, bro. If he was up on the cross, he's like, all right, it's time. All right, I've had enough of this. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of angels, all of heaven's angel armies coming to decapitating everybody, just ruining the Roman Empire, and you know what I'm saying? Like, and he just crawls off the cross, heals himself, makes himself look like a man again because he was beaten beyond recognition. Mannequin, a man again. (laughs) Yeah, a mannequin, bro. Like chiseled David statue, Jesus. Right. You know that. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have done this. And it's not a matter of right or wrong, dude. It's it's a matter of love, and that's a. There it is, right? Love. It's grace and truth, right? right? Jesus came filled with grace and truth. There is a perfect marriage of grace and truth. The Bible might say, and that might be truth, but the Bible alone, again, without the grace, dude. Like, but I like what you said, man. He was right. He had every right to be right, but but love, instead of being right, he chose to love. Mm-hmm. Right, Dang, dude. Crazy, 
Paul Paul said some good stuff. Paul's got a lot of good stuff he's saying. Yeah, he just said, uh, <laughs> like, pull the plank out so that you can see. He's always by your side. The one who forever. And the chorus. He is a friend of mine. Just the voices. <laughs> just the drums. Hit him with the synth, the holy synth. Oh, the Lord is here. Do you feel, Do you feel that? Do you feel the Lord? The Lord Can you sin. feel him? Can you feel the Lord? <laughs> and the glory sin. of the Lord filled the temple. Sin. No, I just glory, accidentally glory, stepped glory. on the smoke glory. machine button. <laughs> Dude, I saw... Glory. I, saw, I love the videos where they, they make fun of the people who... Uh, <laughs> like the, the, the And I'm saying this is totally wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to completely contradict everything Dude, we, we said. Totally just but you know, they take, their, turn. They take their coats and they start like swatting people like oh, glory yeah. I saw this one where they the sound effect they put is like you know a blender bottle like they hit a pan and turn a blender bottle upside down and so every oh, time they gosh. swing it it makes this uh, it's funny we'll oh, link it in the show notes boy. no we won't so bro, we're just gonna so, go back to love well, man yeah we're just gonna Jesus, go back to love man, I mean Jesus we always end on Jesus bro like always end on Christ he's the example right he's the example I mean just love I mean, here's the, but, but even if it goes back to that, people will justify themselves and say, well, look at the way he came against the Pharisees and you know, they, they, he was right and they were wrong and he was correcting them. But I mean, even then our, our intent, you know, we know even with this conversation, everything that we've been saying, like the Holy Spirit is the one that reveals truth in us and to, and to people like I have some friends of mine, um, in this group chat that I'm in that they constantly remind me, like, uh, you know, I shared that, that thing that happened that I like took screenshots of that whole post. I was so frustrated and bent out of shape about this exchange with this pastor. And, uh, and they said, man, you know what, Chris, like you, you it's not your job to reveal truth to this person. Like the Holy spirit is like, they, they weren't ready for that yet. That's not where they're at in their journey yet. Yeah. And I just have to remember that. Like we're all on a different journey and just because I believe what I believe doesn't make it right either and i can fully acknowledge that like i could i could be wrong about everything i could be going to hell i don't know probably not <laughs> I, I know i'm not going to hell don't choose to be right choose love <laughs> are we even saved yeah right choose dude i i have a whole situations bro where you are right you know what i mean you're in, just dude, yep. but but bro love and love. instead of be right right choose love you know dude, what there, I, mean? I did right. a, i did a whole it's a choice I did a whole um, sermon on that one morning about right and wrong versus love, and uh, and then I I think I did a podcast too when I was doing Kingdom Life podcast. I think there's one on there, but it's this whole concept of right and wrong. Like obviously, this woman who was caught in adultery was wrong. She was caught. She was judged as wrong. She was caught in adultery. You're guilty. And they're just like Scripture says it's black and white. Grab your stones, right boys. or wrong. Right. Get you, yeah. Right. Get your stones. Right. And, and so anyways, Jesus brings in a whole other level of understanding. So Jesus went against scripture. Yeah. He sinned. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Well, apparently if you want to go what's black and white in the scriptures, he was not a good Jew and he did not obey the law based on what was written. I'm not saying Jesus is a sinner, but I'm saying if you want to be religious about what's written, then he was a sinner. Yeah. Hmm. So what did he do in that situation? He chose to love. He, trumped, he chose love. He trumped it with love. He trumped it. Yeah. yeah. Paul Paul may, says something really good. He says love some uh, sometimes means saying the hard things, and that's absolutely. She's got more that he says, but I don't care about all that. I just care about that first sentence. He like, but love, yeah, man. Sometimes doing the most loving things is to say something. It's to 
it's to have a conversation with someone who's going through something difficult and who's in a hard season. Yeah, it's good. it's going to be hard, but again, man, I think the Holy Spirit's going to equip you and he's going to give you things to say. Your heart's going to be in the right place. And I, Yeah, but I also think that sometimes people take that to the extreme too. Well, you know, love is, you know, sometimes you just got to show tough love, but if you're if that's all you're doing is showing tough love, then Right. That ain't where's, love. Where's the mercy? You know where's, I mean? where's the spirit of yeah. gentleness and kindness? Well, sometimes hard thing you need love well, saying you know, the hard thing. And I and I agree with that to a certain extent, but I'm just saying right. like people can take that to an extreme too. For well, sure, yeah. I always have to say because that's love, I have to make sure that they know and I have to say and I have to have the hard conversation with them or I gotta walk away from them. Man, yeah, I mean? and I think that we would all just be in a better place if we realized that every single day we have to reset and realign ourselves to the Holy yeah. Spirit. I mean, we have to tune back in every day. And not just once a day, Calibrate. throughout the day, <laughs> we got to like, we got to re, oh, re... I didn't read the whole thing, Paul, so forgive me. <laughs> uh, so, so there's that. Um, I don't know. Interesting stuff, man. Gosh, I feel like I went a little hard today. On what? Oh, I don't know. I just, you know, making some really, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting passionate or something. It's really funny because at the beginning of this one, you're like, like uh, we're guys, all I feel like feel we like really need negative. to be positive. We've been so negative. Well, yeah, yeah. I think I, yeah. that is positive. It's a positive message. Nah, dog, I got, a new, I got a new filter. Don't rope yeah. me into that. Yeah. yeah. Love, Your bro. filter's broken. I'm just kidding. That was bad. <laughs> That's funny. No, I just, I, I just feel like maybe I'm really passionate about this because it's so hard, bro. It's so difficult. Because I mean, I think about my interactions with my wife and our and our conversations, and the most difficult thing for me to do in that situation is die. But then that's what Scripture tells us to do, right? right? Jesus died for the church because he loved her, you know, and right. and so he's he he laid it all down. Yeah. Whether I mean, he was one hundred percent right in everything that he said and did his entire life, right? And he was met with opposition, and he was he was crucified. And he says, "Forgive them; they know not what they do." They did nothing to deserve forgiveness or love or sacrifice because they did everything wrong. They did everything wrong. So even if someone does everything wrong and I'm right all the time, gives me, I don't have a leg to stand on because Jesus died for that yeah. in love. And so this whole right and wrong situation, it's, it's a pretty jacked up situation. It's not love. Like you said, First Corinthians 13, no record of wrongs. If you're, if you're trying to stand and be right and make someone acknowledge their wrong, love. you are recording their wrong. Right. Yeah. And so it's just, it's a crazy thing, man. It's crazy things. Sweet. Yep. Well, Jesus. Jesus and stuff. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I love this, guys. It was so much fun. I love doing this. Yeah. It's good. I got to go home and apologize to my wife. I hate when I'm freaking selfish, man. Yeah, I yeah. I hate it. So here's the thing, like been wrong, I, man. I am not I'm, been wrong, dude. <laughs> dude, I just I I hate sin, bro. It's so ugly, it's yeah, so nasty. Me too. And it just pops up and it just takes over and causes a nasty it's just mess, bro. Craziness, dude. And you're just like, "Oh, it just feels so nasty." Had I had I just died. But, had I well, just dude, died for my wife the way, you know, well, the way that so, Jesus died for the church, you don't know. Well, look what's happening to me right now, bro. I'm just like the spirit of God's messing with me and I'm like, "Oh, I just want to love my wife. I'm so sorry for the way that I've been selfish." Yeah, me too, God. Who who approached me and said, you know, Jason, I know that you've been being this way with your wife. And the Bible says, right? Nobody. What What has just happened here in conversation? Right. We're focusing people on now Christ. We're all, now we're all now I'm all, about the way we're I'm treating all, our wives. I'm all eyes on Jesus. And now I'm just like, oh, God, what have forgive I done? me. Right. Yeah, forgive uh, me. You know what I'm saying, bro? Mm-hmm. It's all about Christ, man. 
And a lot of times, I'm just going to say it again, people want to point people to the Bible more than they want to point people to Jesus. Right. Although you can point to Jesus in the scriptures, right? But it, I think, I don't know, it's just a yeah. different thing. I mean, it's it's Jesus and. It's Jesus and. It's not, I mean, I think it's Jesus, Jesus and. Jesus loves you, but I don't. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we leave you with more... Uh, more uh, Oh, Paul says I'm the grumpy conservative, right? Paul, you know what I love about you, though, man, is that you, you see, we, you know, you still engage with us. Like, I mean, even Jason, I, I love it. Jason gets on your post and kind of pokes around oh, and dude, he know. ruffles his feathers. I but he, he engage, you engage and you yeah. have the conversation. And it's not like you engaged a couple times and you're like, dude, screw those guys. Screw like, those guys. <laughs> those guys have really come un- yeah. unglued. Like, you still engage in no, conversation. Yeah, and Paul, I think that that's a huge, Paul that's a huge a, thing. Paul is a great example of somebody who probably believes fairly differently than we do in a lot of different areas, but he's still engaging on the podcast. He messages us, he comments on things and gives his viewpoint and we may go back and forth, but Paul, even though his viewpoint is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. And with that folks, I think we might be out. Oh man. Love you, Paul. Yeah. Floyd rivers all day. That's hilarious. All right. Well, Salty Dogs Podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Again, check us out online. Do all that fun stuff. Hit it. Hit us up. Send us a message. Again, we've got a uh, Google Voice number. You guys can hit us up. 316-513-2313. And uh, shoot us a text or leave us a voicemail. Uh, we still want to get a voicemail, and we want to play it on the uh, on the podcast. So, all right, guys. Yep. See you. Peace. Peace.